0: Mum brought us to Pazzie. We're originally from Pazzie and was in Melbourne for six years, and then come back. Um, come back as a single mum, looking after all of us. We had nothing because it was all left behind, sort of thing. And it was pretty tough in them early years for, for kids, you know, all of us, and um, especially the old, older ones, because we saw a lot, a lot of what went on, and uh, it stays with you when you're young, and. Um, yeah, and, and then, you know, Mum did the best she could. Like, used to – I was always going to be into sport because we lived – we backed onto the sports centre in Devonport.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, that was Greg Smith talking. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and this is episode 10 of the Everyday Lyons podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first episode with Greg Smith and Hayden Bishop. Uh, I heard some new things that I didn't know about these two. And I'm sure anyone listening would have heard some new things as well. This next episode has some pretty deep themes involved. So uh, if you are struggling, please contact Beyond Blue or Lifeline on one three double one one four, um, And those guys will be able to help you. Okay, uh, Interval Training for Everyday Lions starts on June 22nd at Meercroft, so if you are interested in that, please head over to www.everydaylions.org and check out more information there. Also, learn us a rating on iTunes, or a comment, any feedback is welcome. The more feedback I get, the better the show is. And yeah, uh, part two, really good. Really, really good. Um, Let the boys know again. Okay, until next time, happy running. Role models, you mentioned Viv Woodward, Greg. Is he a role model of yours?
0: Yeah, him and Dave Tittle. Yeah, both been role models of mine, and the thing with Woody, like I was just in awe, like for for you to be able to have your role model coaching in you, just like I used to, I used to just go to training and think I have to have to myself. Just to, I'm still I've got the great Viv Wood, who yeah. I'm I'm training with, and it's such great, it's such good just to have that. Just made me feel a bit good about training just I just wanted to go to training and I knew it was going to hurt like we we used to do we used to do our Tuesday nights like we we do at meercroft meercroft's pretty similar in in a way but yes. you do, you do your workout Tuesday night you do a we do a workout on a Thursday night which is more a tempo tempo one Friday night because we had a few in our our group like we'd do a 7K time trial uh, race at the Don. From the, to be from Coles Beach, to the Don Railway to, uh, at Don, and then back again. But there's probably six, eight runners in the group, and he used to handicap it. So he'd, he'd, he'd handicap it so everyone would try and finish it, finish together. But he put Steve Moore, myself, and Woody, we'd be all off together. And there's no way, I was <laughs> in his class, but his wisdom was push, push, yes. and I can remember you know, the first three or four times I didn't want to show my idol that I felt physically sick, you know, I, I was at the end of the 7K, I was just, I was just done, you know. Yeah. So I hop in the car, get home, just come <laughs> inside. Denise said, you're ready for tea. And I said, just a minute, I'd go into the toilet, and you can imagine what I was doing in the toilet. I was yeah, <laughs> fingers down my throat. <laughs> just, <Yeah. laughs> I just felt physically sick the first three or four times, but it got it got easier after that. Yeah. Yeah. And and Babe Turtle, well, I've followed him since his his marathon in the Olympics and um I see him around town and you know you know him well too. No. And nice. it's just, just yeah. yeah, just a and And like did the shearwater fun run one year, Dave was in it, and we're coming towards the finish line, and I had this opportunity, and I just went i thought, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to try and beat Dave Kettle with <laughs> and, and yeah. still, in my heart is one of the most satisfying, like in a way that I'm so satisfied that I could finish with Dave Chettle, you know, yeah. and. Uh, Just um, his advice, he's given a little bit to me on the way when we talked in the mall or round the track and that. And he always says, g'day, you know, you you go past him, g'day,
1: Dave.
0: He's just such a a great human being and Woody's a great human being too. And um, I feel very honoured and lucky to be able to have,
1: you know, two people like that that have passed through my life. So, yeah, it's been great. Great mate, oh, I couldn't agree with Dave Chettle. Uh he's had his battles with health and cancer, and exactly, yeah, he's, yeah. He's not running um, now because he can't. But oh, I just remember first starting out and seeing this guy and not knowing who he was, and then finding out the story. I was just amazed, and and yeah. I, I just just used to totally look up to him, and and I loved our little conversations, and you get a little bit more out of him each time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice about him here in Devonport,
0: um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really.
1: Well he, told
0: me, he told me once never to do marathons.
1: He said, what would you want to do that for? <laughs> I said, nah, I'll do marathons,
0: mate. Don't worry about
1: that. Wise words. <laughs> no, perfect. <laughs> and some role models for you, hey, and who do you look up to? Um, so I probably don't have the
2: traditional role models of like your, your big guns, like your Stuart McSwain's and Jack Rainer's and that, because I haven't been around the sport long enough to kind of, to know them, I suppose, to, to have a chance to look up to them. So I, I kind of look up to our local heroes. So especially first starting out, you see, uh, especially Greg, he's one of them, seeing the times that he was running. Um, and your other guys getting around town, um, so your fast guys, like your Evans, your Brad, Chewett, um, yourself, Linesy, um, see so you getting around. Um, I, I always look up to you guys and think, wow, I could be like that one day, um, like consistency-wise, performance-wise, and that. Um, I probably didn't think I could be like that one day. I thought, how could I ever be like that? But um, having you guys all around to kind of to, to kind of look up to and see what you guys do and help teach me the way of how you guys all do it, um, that's kind of it for me. And then you've got your other people um, like Ben Brockman, that the people that give back to the community. Um, they're people I've always looked up to as well to think, wow, they they give up so much time to to help better the running community um in Devonport. Beck De Group is another one. Um Gosso Gossage, um, or Justin Gossage. Um and people like that who just are just unselfish and give up so much time um, to help better the community, better other people around running around Devonport and that. So um yeah, so the, the faster guys I I look up to and try and follow and run faster with them, um, and then the guys that give back, I try to
1: follow in their footsteps and give back as well um, where I can. Yeah, perfect, mate. And uh, it's funny you say that, but there'd be people looking up to you now too, starting the sport or, or looking go, going, oh, gee, no, I'd like to run that as well. So that's something that you can take on board and try and pass on some words of wisdom. It's like passing on a beacon almost, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's it's hard to... Uh, especially probably four years ago but even
2: now it's hard for me to picture that people look at me like that um there's there's plenty of people now um probably mainly through parkrun who know who i am um so it, it's just something that i probably never thought would ever happen um and people would never kind of look at me for advice on that but i'm i'm quite happy to give it um, if people ask for it, i'm never going to give it out unsolicited um but yeah <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah great mate um uh... Running achievements. I'll start with you, Greg. What What do you uh, consider some of your biggest running achievements? We're gonna beat you for a while.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, definitely. Well, you've touched. We've touched on the Iron Man. Yeah, three Iron Mans. Um, yeah, that's uh, uh, the the half marathons as well and the marathons. I've like I've won two of each with the club as well. Um. The marathons, more so too, is when I was running really well. Like I had a period there where I was consistently, I'd I'd know I could turn up and run low 240s, you know, for the marathon. And because we've got that handicap system with the club, you're always darting at the back. And um, I would have loved to have won a marathon running me, best time, which was a 2.41, right? Yeah. That wasn't a B, and, um, but just the, spe- them runs are special, you know, I entered uh, a race in, on the Gold Coast, up there Holiday next on the Gold Coast, that's what we do, mm-hmm. and um, it was around, around this time of year, June, in the um, Queen's birthday weekend, and it was the Gold Coast 100, and they had the, they had the 25k, the 50, 100. So I thought, oh, well, I'm up here. Let's enter the 25. I'll do all right over 25. Didn't realize it, you know, just went out, didn't know, have a clue who was in it, whatever. Got back and ended up winning it. So that was, oh, yeah. that was an unexpected win and um, things like that. But um, yeah, any, any win is special, but you know, when you have a goal, like I had, after I won my first Ironman, the goal was I wanted to do a Mike McKenna and our 3 Pete. sort of. That was in my in mindset. Plus, being with the club for such a long time and cross-country club meaning so much to me, I wanted to at least get 500 runs up. Well, now I've got around the 550 and um, that would be the
1: biggest achievement, I'd say, yeah. Great achievements too. I'd love to get an Ironman win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's well worth it.
2: Yeah. I'm just a tad jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I am too. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, Hayden, what are some of your biggest achievements?
2: Um, probably completing my first marathon in Melbourne in 2018. Um. That's probably very far away up there. Um, it was it was a bit of a shocker of a day for me, but um, it was a shocker of a day for everyone, so there's no excuses there. But, um, yeah, completing my first marathon is definitely up there. Um, recently doing um, a big half-marathon PB um, with Brian Stewart um, for the Ross Virtual is another really, really... Um, good result for me that I was really happy with. I think it must have been one sixteen thirteen or something, um, which was uh, about a three-minute PB on my previous one, so I was absolutely Mm -hmm. stoked with that Mm -hmm. one. Um, Most of my biggest results have probably come in the last six months. I've got 5K, 10K, half-marathon PBs in the last six months, so um, it's probably been the last six months as well as that marathon result, but I would love to do another marathon get under three hours and kind of put that Melbourne one behind me and have a, have a good marathon experience to look on.
1: Yep. Go your, yeah, Going by your, going by your half PB now, uh, you're going to smash three hours. I don't think that's going to be an issue. I think, I think you've got plenty of going up your sleep. I'd, I'd I'd think like he, to I hope think you've so. got yeah. more in
0: mind. I think yeah. he's got
1: more in
2: mind, Brian, too. I think he's, he's yeah. trying to knock my times off now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but your time's still pretty slick. I've, uh, what were you for 10K? Uh, 33.20. Yeah, so I'm sitting on 34.40, so I've got a little way to go yet. Yeah. 72.50 for a half. You're not, you're, you're not far away from that. Mm, it's a bit more work to go, but I've, I've got a few more years to, to get that happening. So. A pretty yeah. good
1: formula, I think, is double your half time and add seven minutes. I think that's what they say. Uh, yep. Yeah, so oh jeez,
2: I'd, I'd take that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it's, but it's a marathon thing, and this is what I didn't understand. I'm not sure if you guys are the same. You think when you first do your first marathon, yeah, right, hey, I'm gonna come out and and run this time. But it's such a patient, patient sport, marathon running, and it takes a long time to build the case up and and get that strength to actually do the time that you'd like to do. So you've,
2: you've got to you've got to get a few under your belt, like. That year in Melbourne, Evan and I went in, and we we're like, right, we're going to run two hours fifty. Um, it was my first one. Um, I think yeah. it was probably Evan's first serious crack at one um, since he'd gotten fast. Um, and we ro- we rolled with the pacer, um, so four minute K's is for two hours fifty. Um, uh and that pay so there's two pacers in that group doing a four minute case the first pacer disappeared after five k's i don't know where he went or what happened but he was gone so there's a big group of us with the other one um and he popped at 28k because um ben brockman's partner said that he was on the tram with her back to the precinct and he had the 250 <laughs> flag and that one says so like, oh no that was that was never going to be good um and then uh, the whole group just popped um, and I don't think there's many guys that made it through for 250 but that it was definitely a learning experience that and it it said to me, right, you need to go in and for your first one you need to be more conservative than, than flat stick. Don't go into your first one and think, right, on paper I can run this time um, because for your first marathon you've got no idea what's coming. So I'd, yeah. I'd like to go in and um, say conservatively get in the, um, the 250 to three-hour range in there, bank one cu- cu- uh, comfortably, as comfortable as a um, marathon can be, um, even with a negative split or something. In there would be really good, but it's yeah, definitely one of those races that you gotta you gotta uh, you gotta bank a couple before you can really start racing it. I think.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, well, it, t- it, t- it took me about three to understand the full aspect of how to run it right, and. Um, if I remember my first one, or one of my first, I think I didn't finish my first one, but my me, me next one with the club, I was in such rare form and Woody had trained, me and David Kent were training together at that time with Woody and um, David was actually set for it. He was, he was our gun. He was in real good nick. But early in the season, we had um, the... Uh, 10k at Alan Johnson up at Stowport, and um, David's gone. I had a bit of a dig, he ended up a bit of a dig, was a bit of a win. He ended up winning it. And Woody, I remember Woody going straight over to him and said, I don't know whether to hug you or punch you because <laughs> 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 he he just upset the apple cart with all anyway. But I didn't let I knew that I wanted that marathon as well, yeah. And, um, so I've, I've gone out with the intention. I still knew David, even though he'd been really handicapped, it's going to be hard to beat. I've gone out. And I thought, yeah, I can do this. And I was on 233 pace. Yeah. Anyone that knows the old course that used to go out to Wilmot Road, from Alveston out to Wilmot Road, and turn and come back, come back. Yeah. You've got to get up the fourth hill, fourth hill to head towards Ferners Beach. Oh, you serious? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's uh, um, you've got, you, you've got that, um, yeah, that bit of a ride. It's 12k to go from there to get back to Alveston, and um, uh, there was David and Mike McKenna were in front, or just about to be in front, and I, I could see him. I was within 100 metres of him coming in fourth. I, geez, I'm, I'm that close to David. I thought, yeah, this is it. Then we were halfway up that hill body just didn't want to go it was that wall just kept building and the blocks were getting bigger and bigger, bigger and bigger <laughs> and, um, yeah I, so I had to crawl all the way I got back to the finish, still ran 243 but, and finished third but you know it taught me you've got to treat the marathon for what it is and yeah. if you don't you know adhere to what the distance is you'll <laughs> get you every time and there's unless You've felt that wall. There's no other experience like it. Is um yeah, it's Yeah. Just gotta get yourself through through that part where you did it and tell your mind that you can get to the finish. And um yeah. But that was it took me two or three to fully understand the Yeah, it's kind of like isn't
1: it? And you learn something different every single time you run something. I'm the same. I think it was about my third or fourth one that I started to I understand the distance a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and every marathon is so different. Like, I, uh, yeah, they're just so different. I can't. Yeah,
0: it just depends on the course itself, too, whether you've got yeah, it does. Put the undulation in there that you, you know, the worst part place was the undulation that time was at 12k to go. And <laughs> yeah. you know, just when you think you're still feeling
1: good. And, uh, oh, look, like Deke says, the race starts at 30k, doesn't start. That's right. That's right. Absolutely, it does. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing quite like that feeling at 30 yeah. I mean, you yeah. can train for it as much as you want, but it's not the same. Oh,
2: no, no, you will never experience that wall in training like you do in a race.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you guys have probably, um, over the years, you've probably coached people without even realising you're doing it. Is this something that you'd both like to do a little bit more of? or? Yeah, well, for me... I- I feel
0: like I'm actually doing a little bit of it anyway. Yeah, Hayden's got into it, and, and with Tash, you know, um, I, I like, I don't call it coaching. I call it uh, wisdom words, more yeah. or less, <laughs> guiding words. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel I'd like to think that um, with my nature, I I have a, a nature where I'm not. Over the top, I'm, I'm all about a caring and sort of sharing person. And I feel, yeah, I, I could have that in me. But uh, what, what's happening with me at the moment and, and with Hayden and Tash and just guiding them, I'm loving that anyway. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, perfect. And like you mentioned before, it's probably spurred you on, like, again like it's oh. given another whole outlook on running well it's it, it's just good like it's good to
0: see the progression of the the two of them and, and all the mearcroft guys like it's just i'm thinking i want i would like to be back there be part in that that zone where you can run 75 minutes for half marathon or you know 33 to the 10. yeah i've got to be realistic and that's not going to happen so um i've had my day and. But I'm, I'm enjoying it just as much now as what well I was back when it was, you know, I won't say easy for me, but I was fit enough to, to be able to produce week in, week out. Yeah,
1: awesome, awesome. And you, Hayden, you coaching something you'd like to look at?
2: Yeah, I, I, I missed the latest um, recreational running course, the Level 1 uh, one. I'd, I'd love to do it. Um, I'd probably do a Level 1 course to start with and kind of see from there. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd necessarily go out and try and find people to coach um, per se, but it is something I, I would, I am interested in and would like to do. Um, but I'm I'm just really excited to kind of learn about that kind of stuff um, and kind of learn what it is to be a coach. And I've probably inadvertently coached people along the way. Um, I've probably given Tash too much more advice than she probably cares to listen to, um, <laughs> but. Um, and I'll probably give it to other people that I haven't even realized when I've just been running with them. Um I tend to just talk and talk and talk when I run, so <laughs> I apologize to anyone if I've given any unsolicited running advice, but um it's definitely um definitely something i would I would like to do one day um and i'm I'm really interested in learning more about about the art of um coaching someone rather than um kind of coaching myself.
1: Yeah, cool. And sometimes yourself is. The best subject as well, because you yes. make mistakes and and you find out what works, and then not everything works for different runners, and it's finding that 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 one thing that will work yep. for an athlete.
2: Yep, it, it yeah. does. Not everything's the same for everyone. It's uh, everyone yep. needs their own unique training plan, um, and yeah. it's it's kind of good, especially with um, with Greg and Tash um, as well as the Mcroff crew. It takes a lot of the coaching of myself out of it. Um, because, yeah, you coach yourself, you tend to be quite hard on yourself and uh, you, don't, you don't look at it um, the way you probably should compared to someone looking at it from the outside. Looking in, they can kind of analyse it. With taking, taking the mental side of, it, of yourself out, they can kind of just look at your pure running and see what's working and what's not.
1: Yes. Well, I also
0: look too, Brian, like with Hayden and Tash, um, they were putting in, you know, the 100K weeks, there um you know six months ago whatever and we self-coaching Yeah, <laughs> self, self-coaching and uh, you, you could see that when it come to a race or whatever they're running tired uh, my wise words are just to maybe drop back 10 or 20ks and, and mm-hmm. i think at the moment it's showing that um they've been doing you know the 80k weeks for yeah. A fair bit now, and um, you just got to look at the improvement in Hayden and in Tash, you know, to knock two and a half minutes in PBs, you know, huge in short time. It's it's showing that uh, uh, big kilometres doesn't mean everything, it's mm. how you use the kilometres to get you where you want to go. Yeah, and, and 80 is yeah. a good figure for, for them two at the moment, and um. If they look go down the track of a marathon, yeah, you've got to step it up a little bit more. Yeah you still don't wanna to be too tired. And um that, that can be one downfall with a lot of people that they think they've got a kilometer after kilometer after kilometer, you've got to put the hundred and I, I used to be the same. When yeah, when I was I was doing my marathons, going to work, you flog yourself. In the morning for a run, you come home, you do a run of the night with your work and all your house duties and everything else. It's just all tired all the time. And yeah. it, it's so hard to recover. But um, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was, I, I admit, I was doing 130, 140 Ks. But then I realised that I, was, I dropped back and I was only doing, you know, the 90, no more, but still producing. If not better times than what I was when I was tired,
2: but there's there's definitely people that those those big K weeks work for. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Especially like uh, Brad Taylor, for example. He can have a few weeks off, and then he can go punch out some one twenty K weeks, and he's back to where he was. Um, so he's the kind of guy that that it works for. It's that that's where it comes into. Is everyone everyone is unique, and they need their own tailored. Um, yeah. Kind of coaching program, and even if you don't necessarily have as coach as such. But um, like I, I don't have a coach as such. But Greg's there, looking from the outside, giving some tips and guidance. If if, if he thinks that something's not looking quite right, to maybe change something up.
1: Yeah, oh, I I just love how you touched on that, Greg. No, I, I reckon that's perfect. And as runners, sometimes we get sucked into that hundred number as the perfect number that you we need to be hitting. You know, you see it on Strava, you see people running it. Um, you know, I'm I'm the same too. I get sucked into the 160 k weeks, and yep. although I'm a runner that does uh, run well off bigger mileage, um, but yeah, I mean, you do risk you do risk the injury, uh, you know, if you if you increase the load too quickly, and and you got to find yep. what works for you as well. So that's that's right. And
0: and when you when you're pounding that that many k's out, you're on the edge the whole time. So yep. yeah, it, it, that it's. That close to being injured by yeah. pounding that, that many k's out, and and to have a good coach who can guide you through how to get that many k's is another thing in itself as well. And yeah. and right. that's where these elite runners you know can do that. And you yeah. know the 180, 200 k's a week because they have good people behind them. And they're, they're they all, have all the, yeah. yeah yeah they have have all the good stuff there that they can um, have at their fingertips and yeah. that, that and, helps.
1: And, and I remember personally, um, just before Chicago Marathon, I put five weeks of 200Ks together and, but this was a whole, this was a two-year lead up to it. So it was yeah. yes. just slowly increasing, increasing, increasing. And if you are listening, um, yeah, try not to get sucked into that bigger mileage. And like Greg and Hayden said, sometimes 20Ks less is, is the way to go. So.
2: Yeah, and you'll, you'll find what works for you. Um, yeah. Just a, it's just a matter of finding out whether you have a coach to help you find that out or you find that out yourself. It's a,
0: yeah. Everyone
2: is everyone is unique and uh, you just kind of got to find what works for you. Like we're saying, we dropped a few k's a week from our training programs, but you might want to add kilometres to your training program that might work for you. Um, it's just yeah. all everyone running is...
1: Uh, it is an individual sport, so... Yeah, yeah. and I wanted to go down the track of so as runners we try and progress our training so whether that's adding an extra double day um or another session is this something that you're looking at at the moment Hayden as well or is that going to be something going to gear towards when you do train for another marathon
2: yeah so we were um kind of ramping up training just before the COVID-19 stuff um for a marathon. and so I we did chuck in that Thursday tempo session was an extra session that um, changed up for me. So I used to just do Tuesday training session, whatever was going on at Meerkraft. Um Maybe a hard park run on Saturday um, and long run Sunday, and then the rest of them were just easy jogs. Um, but yeah, I think um, progression wise, I added in that that third workout a week. So that Thursday workout, that oh, well, it's not. So it's not. A, it's good because it's not a hard workout, a tempo. You still you're still working, but it's definitely not loading your, your body up as much as what you would be doing, 400 reps or something like that. Um, so that's kind of what I've done to kind of progress at the moment. Um, at the moment, I'm kind of resetting um, and then I'll build back into it. Um, I'd like to do maybe one or two double days a week, probably maybe like on a Tuesday, um, just a 5K jog of the morning or something um, and just see how that goes. And Yeah. If it doesn't work for me, if I start pulling up sore or something like that, then something I can cut out again. It's it's not really something... Uh, double days isn't really something I've experimented with massively yet. Um, I did a couple leading into Melbourne, but haven't really um, kind of got a schedule. And I'm also... I lose motivation <laughs> quite often, so uh, one run a day kind of does me. But um, if I can get myself like a, a training plan and get myself out the door to do it, it's definitely something on the cards um, if my body can handle it because I, I seem to be a bit injury-prone, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Oh, you nailed it, mate. It's, yeah, like we said before, if if your body can handle these things. Yeah. And, and, Greg, you touched on how you've probably backed off your mileage. Is is this still the case when you are back running about that 80K a week? Is that what, what you're at?
0: Um, I'll probably be a bit less than that. Yeah. Going on, yeah, with with the... With the Tendon injury, um, trying to manage it is one of the real issues and, and physio, the physio has told me, you know, you're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days. So just got to manage around that. So but I, at the moment it looks like if I high up it too, too much, yeah, I tend to tend to switch it a bit. So um, back on the bike, bit of walking for another week, and then I'll, I'll I'm just, just trying to get rid of that soreness out of there. There's still, still got a bit of soreness there. Once that soreness goes, well, I'll get back into it and, and slowly ramp it up. But yeah, um, I wouldn't think I'd probably do any more than say 60 at, at the moment till I till, till it, till it, um, get that little bit of strength back with it, so.
1: Okay, cool. Well, I wish you the best of luck with that injury, mate, and, and hopefully we see you out back running.
2: Yeah,
0: you yep, need to get, off, yep. need to get off that bike. It's a horrible time of year to be on a bike. It's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, I'm I've, I've, I've going out for a ride at our normal half past five. Yeah. Got the bike. Bike out of the shed. Just got yeah. out. There's something wrong there. Uh, <laughs> got a puncture from the day before, didn't I? So <laughs> that bike ride went. <laughs>
1: oh, you, know yeah. oh, you guys have got some pretty solid banter. Who are you... Which banter do you enjoy, or poo- or people in the running community? Uh, um, you go Greg.
0: I uh, I, I think generally um, the Meercroft crew. It's
2: just
0: it's just banter. It just comes out of the blue, like yeah. you can be. Having it right next minute, bang, it'll be about Evans' guns or something like this. You know, you get a, get a little bit of banter going, and. Um, yeah, that's,
2: it's,
0: yeah it's it's yeah, it just just makes that so much more enjoyable. and um, it's it, there's no you know, nailing anyone or anything like this. It's, it's just general fun, fun stuff. and
2: we, you know, we, we probably come across as being nasty to each other if someone looking in the outside in because especially yeah. with, uh, we have a bit of a grace period. so if you have a terrible race on Sunday, uh generally by Tuesday night training it's you're you're gonna get unloaded on, so you better be ready for that. But it's uh um it's kind of um it, it's good. It's good. It's it's all in good fun. No one kinda takes it too seriously. Um they they keep it to the banter side of things so it never ends up as abuse or or hurtful to anyone or anything like that. Um but like for people who has the best banter in that, um Brian Stewart is a standout and he's just always yeah. quick witted, got something funny to say. <laughs> um, dump will cover on Message Messenger pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, a lot of people probably don't see this side of Ben Brockman, but um, they, they probably kind of see him as the park run run director and that. But when you get to know him, and you're, he's, he's got some gems, he comes out with some good stuff. Um, and especially on Tuesday night, the back and forth between Ben and uh, Liam Williams, his uh, his co-worker at Physio TAS. Um, they're constantly getting into each other, and they're probably doing it all day, every day at work too. <laughs> um. And even outside Newcroft crew, um, Gosso has got some gems. He's just got some gems that comes out of Um quite often. We do a lot of the group runs and that together. So I'm, I'm dribbling crap as usual and he'll come out and put me in my place. And
1: <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, great. It makes it enjoyable, doesn't it? I oh, like yes. It yeah. I yeah, you run 20k and it's over just like that. So, yeah
2: exactly yeah you don't you, you don't look at your watch you don't count the ks you're just chatting away and then you're done it's all over yeah. and well and so That's then cool. you go continue the, the crap talk over a coffee or something so yeah it's
1: really good yeah I'm going to go in another direction here uh, have you guys faced any obstacles in your life that have that have really affected uh, running or, or life in general I hate you go first <laughs> uh,
2: look I've probably had a pretty up until this point pretty easy life um i've been relatively sheltered i think um probably living here in tassie and also family wise i haven't had any major issues or anything um a couple of obstacles that has gotten away um and greg knows about this too is I've, I've had battles with mental health issues with like um it's anxiety mainly i I can I can work myself up into a, a panic attack or something silly like that over over something stupid, um, and even especially with injuries and that I can I can tend to overthink them. Um, I can I can overthink a bad result in a race. Um, I can get into my own head during a race. The feature race last year at the cross country club, um, I talked myself into having a tight calf. Um, I went into the race with a bad attitude to it and. Uh, or a negative mindset thinking I was going to be rubbish and it was rubbish. So I, I think, yeah, just, just my own head, my own thoughts um, kind of work against me. Is probably the, the biggest issues I've come across um, that affect my running. And other than that, during life um, in general, I've, uh, I've, I've had a pretty good, I've, well, I've had a very good actually, especially in comparison to what a lot of people go through, um, especially in their younger years. I've, uh, I've been very lucky to have a, really good upbringing by some really good parents and um, good family.
1: Yeah. Oh, your head sometimes can be your biggest obstacle, can't it? Oh, yeah,
2: it, it is for me. Even just the motivation or um, something like that, it's just I just sit there, get up in the morning and just think to myself, eh, what's the point? Why do I do it? Um, yeah. And I, I get very what's the point in my head about a lot of things, which you shouldn't because the point is you enjoy it and you want to do it for fun.
1: So don't overthink it, Just just enjoy it. Yeah, you've got to do things that make you happy. I think I put a post up the other day that uh, just doing doing the, you know, we all love to run and it makes you happy do it, do it as much as you can. Well, I,
2: I don't think that there's been a run that I've come back from, um, apart from obviously for a run and I'm injured and I shouldn't have. Um, but in a general run, I've come back from feeling worse than when I left. Like I've I've gone out in some runs feeling pretty rubbish, whether it's by myself or catching up mm-hmm. with like the Meekoff crew or Tash and Greg or something. Um, and kind of getting there, not telling them what's going on during the day or something like that, and you come at the end of it and you've forgotten all about it and you feel a million times better. Um, And I think that's probably a a sentiment that's echoed by a lot of people. Um, They probably feel the same thing they use running to clear their head or uh, not so much escape, I suppose, but um, it's just a good way to kind of, yeah, make yourself feel better.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's like sharing the burden too. If you, yeah. if, you know, and sometimes you're not that you're feeling that comfortable to share. But if you are, like, it's, you know, it's a, it's less of mm. a burden, isn't it? Yes. That. Yeah, which is great. And Greg, have you had any yes. obstacles in your life? That Oh yeah,
0: I've had a fair few. <laughs> yeah, um, come from, like come from a family of eleven kids in our family. Okay. And um, early years, early years were rough. Um, there's a um, a lot of domestic violence, with Mum and Dad. Oh, Dad, Dad was, um, he, he liked to grog, you know what I mean, and it um, and didn't work out that well. And We ended up, you know, when I was young, probably I think I was nine at the time, Mum brought us back to Tassie. We are originally from Tassie and was in Melbourne for six years and then come back. Um, come back as a single mum looking after all of us we had nothing because it was all left behind sort of thing and it was pretty tough in them early years for for the kids you know all of us and um especially the older ones because we saw a a lot what went on and uh it stays with you when you're young and um yeah and and then you know mum did the best she could like used to, I was always going to be into sport because we lived, we backed onto the sports centre in Devonport, okay. and um, it was all, I was over there basketball, so that, I was always going to be some sort of sport, just to, it was just the way I was and, but um, yeah, and then later on, you know, I really looked up to mum, mum was, he because she got us out of that situation mm. and um, gave us a life that was away from that and uh, I was so grateful for that and um, yeah it's, then mum got uh, cancer and um, she, uh, I felt like I owed her something for what she did for us, so took time away from work, looked after her, you know, take, you know, spending time with her in Hobart, she, she'd been in every hospital in, in Tasmania trying to fight. The lymphoma, and um yeah, I didn't understand that that you know was taking a toll on me as well, and it was hard in them times. so I had a family to look after as well and um but yeah, and when she passed away, like I lost both parents actually pretty close dad Dad passed away in in the January of two thousand and ten, and mum then passed away in um March two thousand and ten. so that was hard, like bad time, a real tough time for the whole family, and um, I just me world sort of bottomed out a little bit, if I say that, you know, at that time, and I really didn't really fully understand that it was actually affecting me to the degree that it did, and so I just went about me, you know, and so sort of, you know. I've come from a wife where you tough it out, you know, you're, you're bigger than that, you'll tough it out, you'll be right. So, anyway, uh, I got around things and running kept me motivated. It, like, it was great to get out, and go and do things. And then just recently, last couple of years, I ended up having a, a bit of an illness like um, it was a TIA attack, which is, and I had to work and, um, that was um, pretty frightening actually. Like, if people don't know what TIA is, it's a mini-stroke, that's, that's what it was. And um, at the time, uh, I didn't know what was happening. I was just lucky I had a workmate that was close by and I, I lost all the feeling in my arm, it went to my mouth and all that. And yeah, it was really, I, I thought I was, you know, for that word, something was, that was the end you know Just very frightening and uh, that was bad enough but it was what happened after, it was the after effects of that that um, really got me and, and I just I was struggling leaving get to work and if I didn't have me running I don't know where I'd be like I was still still trying to pick that going because that was that was the rock behind me to keep me going and um, I ended up no, I, I knew denise had been telling me go and see someone and yeah. being a tough thinking I'm tough enough I don't need that you know but in the end it got that way that I needed to see someone and I did and she was the she was a great help and I thank her you know greatly um she she taught me to open up which I probably wouldn't now I wouldn't be able to tell you this if you'd asked me five years ago I just wouldn't have come with it but i've learned she taught me how to do that and she's and i've just got that inner feeling now where i feel better to let it out than hold yeah. it in and in a way it, it probably saved me from you know anything else and um i'm just so grateful to get you know, i've got a son-in-law i've got a great family you know and i've got the running community which is so good in Port. It's it's just great to get out there and you see them all around the track and say hi. No no one's you know bitchy or anything like that. Yeah. It's just just helped me along the lines and anyone that needs that that help, glad you just go and get it. You know and I I was that person that didn't think I needed it but I did and uh, yeah it's that that was. The last, it's probably, probably why I'm injured too, is because I'm, yeah. I've been dealing with all that other stuff as well and trying to tell me, I mean, whether my me body's trying to tell me, you know, you should have a rest or something like that, but you won't rest me from, from the
1: runner, so yeah. I'll just keep doing First of all, thank you so much for sharing that, mate. And I think uh, anyone tuning in, uh, yeah, if you are struggling, um, reach out to your doctor because those feelings aren't worth it. And luckily, we are lucky we live in a country where um you can get a mental health plan or whatever and get yeah. five or yeah. six sessions for nothing, which would be great. But that's
0: right, that's right. And that and that really helps. And and at at the end of that 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 plan uh, I could go and get more if I want. You could you you don't have to stop it. Yeah. At, at six, six, you can just keep going. And um, um, I only needed the six because the person I had looking after me was so good to me. And, and I, I just felt comfortable. You, you know the person's good for you when you – the first meeting you have with them, you just feel comfortable. And yes. that's how I felt,
1: yeah. Great. Yeah, it's hard finding sometimes a doctor with a good rapport. Um, yeah. But I'm so glad that you found someone, mate. And yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. 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 It really was, so, yeah. Awesome. Let's let's try and upbeat this conversation. We're getting to. Sorry about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: it's um, this is the idea. This is this was my idea, mate. I, I wanted to chat about these things and and just to know people aren't alone and, and everyone has a little story in the running community and and it will help someone great. So so thank yeah. you. Well, you, you and I have had a few conversations a yes.
0: messenger before. And
1: thanks, mate. I, yeah.
0: I, I, I wouldn't tell you then back then, but I understood where you're coming yeah. from. Because I've actually been there, so and that's been horrible. in that environment. Yeah,
1: yeah. and I really love that's what yeah. I
0: tried to I tried to give to you was yeah I, I I don't know the full situation with you, but I understood. Yeah, what it evolved, Yeah, and uh,
1: no, yeah. thank you, mate. Yeah, and and it's interesting. He touched on. I think your body does tell you in a way that. That you aren't well with injuries and, and you're not healing. Um, and I really do think that. And I think that's the case with me at the moment. I'm, I'm getting there, but it's just it's been a slow process. But, um, yeah, but you'll get there, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's change it up. So, what other goals would you guys like to achieve in running? Aiden, you can go. <laughs> I've been talking um, too long.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm. Oh. Well, I'm pretty happy with what I've achieved so far. So anything else that I get is a bonus, really. Um, yeah. I don't have at at the current point in time um, any aspirations for any ultra marathons or anything like that. Um, I'm I'm just happy to kind of doing the, the everything up to a marathon kind of thing and just try and try and improve that. Um, but yeah, I also would as as well as um, like running results and that also doing stuff. In the community, so like the run directing with Park Run, um, being on the CT committee, stuff like that. Um, I want to try and give more back where I can. Um, and then also furthering my education um, in running things like running coaching. And um, right. maybe even if I'm still enjoying it another five years down the line, and I want to get off the tools, maybe a, a bit of a career change. It's a uh, who knows where it could take me really, but it's a uh, it's it, when I when I first left school ages ago, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I was your typical computer nerd. Like, I I had nothing to do with exercise whatsoever. Um, but, they, yeah, you, you see um, any of my high school friends now and tell them what I'm doing. Like, they they struggle to believe it and think that they never picked it. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I'd like to, more so than running results, maybe try and find a career or even a, a side job or something in running um yeah, but the, the part well not so much park running, and p triple ct at the moment but when it's all in the full swing of things that that keeps me very busy um, and and like to kind of further
1: myself through that kind of thing great great yeah it's nice giving back yeah. i'm not great in that area but but i will eventually so
2: yes yes, it's a hard to at the moment because there's not much going on but uh you, you yeah. definitely are by doing these podcasts that you're definitely giving back to the community it's uh the you, Tasmanian running community has been crying out for something like this for a long time and you've, uh, you've stood up and given it to everyone. So you've done mate. well.
1: Thank you. No, it's good fun. Yeah, kudos to you. Cheers, mate. Oh, kudos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give you his arms on I need to that one. Yeah, great. Yeah. You've been running for yeah,
0: me. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Come and I'd really like to just keep running. Like, I, I, like I said before I'm, longevity is what I'm all about and I've got a goal for a, in a couple of years time that I'd like to do but I'll keep that to myself at the moment okay. and uh, because I, I, I don't like letting letting myself down in that regard like I don't know what two years down the track is going to hold. I
2: don't even um, know what this is so he's, he's No you secrets. don't
0: because I'm not going <laughs> to tell you
2: oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and um. Yeah, uh,
0: I've I just like being loyal, especially with the cross country club, and we have great we've had great sponsors over the years, and um, that's one of the reasons why I haven't probably ran as many races on the mainland that, because I always like to give back to the ones that um, give the club and help the club out, and the, you got with the club you got the Barry Wings. And Jared Leary's and out so much time and effort in, um, and Aiden and I are both on the committee now, and um, I was on it before. I was vice president years ago, and um, that gives me more satisfaction out of anything, like just helping. And with you know, with the sponsorships and that, they're the thing that keep the clubs going. So. I've always, especially with the the marathon, Greg and Di Woodhouse, um, it, it's been close to my heart all these years. Is to try and support them, even though I um, go into the marathon knowing I've done no work to be able to complete it. Just to enter, give back to them, and say thank you is is one of the great things that you know, I'll cherish. I'll cherish. You know the friendships you make you know it's that's what it's all about and um, I hope you know people look at me as a certain role model in in that in that way too and um, as I've done with others over the years and um, apart from what I've got in two years time it's I'll just keep going on the journey and just keep
2: as much as I can go with it. I'm. I'm going to get this out of you, whatever this thing is. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll tell you in two years' time. Oh, man, I can't <laughs> make that long. <moment>, I'll forget. <laughs> I've got to see if the body holds up, yes? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but I know personally Greg, I know when I first started, uh, you were always a role model for me and we went through a few runs together and I really enjoyed your company, mate. So I thank you. and, and you. Yeah, you've no, I, I remember when you first started and uh, I thought, jeez,
0: this, this young lad, he's he's got long legs. He's going to run. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you, and you, you showed your talent early on. And, uh, and, yeah, it's good to see your journey and how that's gone too, Brian.
1: Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. No, I, I mean, we're biased, but I think we're in the best sport in the world, mate. I, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: we're very, very lucky. And closing out today, guys, what are some values that – you both uh, live by in your day-to-day life? Who wants to take Um,
0: it? Honesty is probably one of the biggest things for me. I like to think I'm honest with running. Like I give an honest performance every time I go out there. Um, I'm honest with how I approach things, approach people and um, I'm trustworthy. Like uh, I'm don't like to, you know, go off subject and ramble, and you know, and 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 say things that are not not true. And um, I'll be I'll be honest. If I feel like I can give someone some honest feedback, I'll try and give that, you know, because I look at it as bettering that person with that um, feedback. And um, yeah, so honestly, honestly Trustworthy. Yeah.
2: yeah,
0: and just just be with, with the running uh, You know, be determined. Do you do what's right for yourself and uh, you go a long way so. ethics
1: Yeah, love
0: it
2: Hello yeah. yeah, so yeah, um, so I suppose I'll go now. Um, so Yeah, Greg touched on that, honesty. Um, Honesty is an important thing uh, to me as well. Um, I don't think I probably necessarily live by any values as such. Um, I just try to be kind to everyone that I can um, and give advice and help and support anyone that I can. Um, Yeah, trying, one of the things I i try to do and i need to try harder is not judging as well or not knowing people's stories um, that that's something that's really important to do um which i probably need to practice when i preach um and try and do that more so um but yeah yeah don't really have any values as such just 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 be a kind person really um and try and help anyone that you can um that wants you help of course um there's, there's no point throwing yourself on to someone that doesn't want it so
1: Right, perfect answers. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Hayden Bishop and Greg Smith. Thank you so much for your time, guys. No, right. thank you, it's been a
2: pleasure. If, if whoever's made it this far through, I think we, we're coming close <laughs> to two hours, if you've made it we this put far in the through, <laughs> then leave a comment or a message, send us.
1: You heard the boys. Tell them what you think. So that was Greg Smith and Hayden Bishop. oh uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying these podcasts and it's so interesting to hear everyone's story. Uh, I'd like to wish them the best in their running journeys or whatever races we've got coming up. Uh, everything's starting up again, so that is awesome. Also, if you are interested in some Everyday Lions merchandise, please head over to www.everydaylions.org and check that out. We have some really cool stuff. Until next time, this has been the Everyday Lions podcast. I'm your host, Brian Lyons, and happy running.